You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Wow. That last show was an absolute doozy, guys. I think... I mean, we really did pretty well, honestly. If you want to, I'm just going to be completely honest here. I think we did fantastic with it. And as far as time is concerned, not that bad either. But I'm telling you guys, we recorded the last show like four times in like five different segments. And we repeated the same thing multiple times and then made it work. That was crazy. I really don't know what's happening. I've got a new solution for this. And today, we're talking about the best backfields in the NFL. How's that for an intro? Corey, Daniel. Like it. Yeah, that was a real mess. We made it through, though. Um, today, we're going to talk about best backfields in the NFL and go ahead and go through our top 10 early running backs. So for fantasy purposes, PPR. How about the uh, draft recap, too? Oh, and so a draft recap. That. Yeah, we had our listener league recap. So we'll look over the draft and see kind of what we, uh, you know, what we learned, what we observed, what was surprising, what wasn't. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and start with our... PPR rankings. Let's start with there. We'll switch it up real quick. Uh, number okay. one, I'll start here. Christian McCaffrey was the number one overall player, and I don't think that's a real surprise to anybody. Uh, clearly, he is a premier talent in football. He is a receiver, a tight end, a running back. I'm surprised he hasn't th- has he thrown a touchdown. It wouldn't shock me if he's thrown a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is the football player we all want to watch, and I. I think I speak for everybody when I say that. Although I did rank him number two. I was the only one that didn't rank him number oh. one. Yeah, I should say that. But but I can understand why somebody would take Christian McCaffrey one. So my number one was Dalvin Cook. I'll just move on to that. Um, the reason is Dalvin Cook and CM and Christian McCaffrey are, are built a lot alike. They play the same roles. The advantage to me for Dalvin Cook is I think that his team... Um, is a little more solid. You know, they, they've been around a little longer. They know each other better. They've Everything that comes with that, I just I just prefer consistency when I'm looking at a fantasy football player, and that's why I rank him higher, but I understand why Christian McCaffrey is number one. Do you guys um, have anything to add on Christian McCaffrey? Uh, no, just whenever he's been in that backfield, he's played 99% of the snaps and just... <laughs> hog the ball so you gotta assume well i think they got a new coach now but i think you gotta assume that's gonna pretty much stay the same yeah you should assume that cook was number two so i wasn't way far off i was just one off um guys what do you have to say about dalvin cook kind of like what you said i mean he's he's an all-around guy gets a ton of catches i mean these are ppr rankings so point per reception um so he, he has a lot of targets he is heavily involved in games i mean we're talking about two guys that win you weeks um, in fantasy. I mean, Dalvin Cook drops, you know, 30, 40, um, you know, any given week. You can kind of just expect it to happen a few times throughout the year. So um, he, he's great. He gets the goal line carries. He gets the um, end zone, like the, uh, sorry, the red zone carries. He gets like all the targets. We're talking about CNC having, you know, in the 90s, Dalvin Cook is up in the 80 range. So that's still pretty solid um so and he's gonna have a better defense this year so i think 
we're going to see him being utilized a little more to close out games rather than coming back from behind. Um, so whenever there's a good defense, that's always good for the running back. So I love it. Saquon Barkley is our third ranked quarterback, but he's the first quarterback with a disparity. I ranked him at three behind Christian McCaffrey. Um, let's see here. Barkley is five for Corey and three for Daniel. So Corey, why do you have, why do you have, Corey, why do you hate Barkley? You've got him behind Kamara and Henry. Why do you hate him so much? I do. I do. It's just a gut (laughs) feeling. It's it more has to do with what have you done for me lately? He sat out last year with an ACL. Um, and when you look at his 2019 fantasy numbers, he was pretty desolate, um, for one, two, three, four, five, Five weeks of the season, uh, he didn't crack double figures, and he had a couple games where he barely cracked double figures. So I don't know. It's it's just a were those early? A whole lot from early. Do you happen to remember? Do what? Do you happen to remember if those were early in the season? I know he was hurt the first half of the the, season. He he started off hot. His first uh, four out of five were double figures in that middle of the season hole. he was pretty quiet and then picked it back up at the end. But um, yeah, I think he, he had a high ankle sprain. He started off well, had a high ankle sprain, which as we know for running backs always just tends to linger throughout the year. But then didn't he finish super strong back when he said he was healthy again? Sure did. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully he can do that. Um, at number four, we've got Alvin Kamara. Where did you have Alvin? Uh, Daniel. Uh, so far, right in line with my rankings. One, two, three, four. Okay. I've got Camaro cool. at four. So we'll ask Tony here in a second. I think you're into the restroom. He had him all the way down at seven. I had Camaro at three. Um, he was number one last year. Now I know he had that big game uh, championship weekend of fantasy, which if you basically if you're in a championship game and you had Alvin Camaro, you won. Uh, yeah. So good for you if that happened to you. Uh but I kind of like it for the same reason Christian McCaffrey's been so successful in Carolina without a good quarterback. I mean, I don't care if it's Winston or Taysom Hill, they're going to be able to complete a pass to Alvin Kamara and he could be on the field 99% of the snaps. So I could see a similar production out of Kamara this year, as you would expect out of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And he's, he's gaining a lot of strength. I know when he first came in as a rookie, uh, there were a couple games where we saw flashes, but mostly out of the receiving game. I think his first like kind of breakout game, he had like 10 or 11 catches. So he was predominantly a, a, just a receiving back, but also just a dominant player that, I mean, Sean Payton just wanted to get the ball in his hands. And then he started working out a lot stronger, getting bigger, and then started kind of taking on linebackers and became one of the hardest guys to tackle in the league. So oh, yeah. I, you talked about earlier on the last show, I mean, his target share has got to be huge because outside of Michael Thomas, I mean, they've got a bunch of guys that may be something. Um, so, you know, Alvin Kamara is the number two target on this offense in the passing game. So if they're ever coming from behind, and uh, Kamara is going to be a great option. He's going to get a ton of catches again this year. Yeah, and speaking of guys that are hard to tackle, Tony's back from his uh, – he was pooping in the bathroom. Why do you have uh, Alvin Kamara at seven? Jeez. Yeah, Tony, why do you hate Alvin Kamara? Why do you call me out for pooping in the bathroom? Gosh. <laughs> so, that was quick if that's what was taking place. Pro football reference, I'm looking at NFL pass completion percentage career leaders. Number one, drumroll please, 
Current holdout, Deshaun Watson. Fascinating. Did not see that coming. Number two, Drew Brees. Obviously, Drew Brees has more pass attempts than Deshaun Watson does. The accuracy of Drew Brees is lost, and it's not coming back. I think we talked about this in the last show. It's just not coming back. Whether it's uh, (laughs) Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, it doesn't matter. Like, this career percentage passer is special, and I think the team's going to suffer drastically. I put Alvin Kamara at, what was it, seven, eight? Let me look here. I put Kamara at seven because of his talent alone. But I do think the Saints are going to struggle. The longer we talk about this, the more I think about it, the more it makes sense that, you know, Alvin Kamara is a guy that has all the talent in the world that I'm not probably going to be drafting because I'm very worried about what this team will look like in 2021. Big change here, and I'm afraid of change. That's the reason why I put him so low. I'm afraid of change. Yeah, I completely disagree, Tony, because I don't care. Like I just said, I don't care who's playing quarterback, whether it's Winston or Hill, they're going to be able to complete a pass to Alvin Kamara in that backfield. Hell, you could do it. Yeah, I understand. I understand. I know. I totally understand. And I I agree with you. But when all the passes that are getting completed are to, you know. Alvin Kamara, and he's racking up tons of PPR points. Well, (laughs) you know, one reception for negative two yards gets you a point eight if you're in a fractional league. So come on, man. Something. I'm just saying. If they're coming from behind, if there's if they're a team that struggles, and where did David Montgomery? is gonna have a great year. Jeez, where where did David Montgomery come last year? Was it third, fourth? What were you guys oh, telling me? You told fourth. me about this last year. Fourth. Did Crazy. he catch any balls? Did he catch? Was he a phenomenal receiver? No, it was like 19 receptions. But Kamara is. I know that. I know that. I know that. But I'm just a little bit hesitant to be drafting Kamara at his peak value, at the value he's been performing, at the value he performed last year. It's not a knock against him. It's just I'm hesitant of the situation. It freaks me out. That's all. It just freaks me out. Okay. You hate him. That's fine. Okay. I, okay. I hate him. I, I don't hate you, Alvin. I'm sorry. <laughs> Alvin, if you're listening, we apologize. He's at five, Tony. Derek Henry's at five. Let's see here. A four... Henry four. Oh, Derrick Henry is seven. Daniel, mm-hmm. you're out on King Henry, huh? Is this yeah, cool? Yeah. Tell me why. Well, do you I mean, all, all, all these guys, I mean, we're listing top 10. So all these guys are, are solid. So it's kind of one of the, you know, just take your, take your pick on some of the coin flip guys. And Derrick Henry is one of those for me. I mean, kind of like what we said in the last show. I mean, they're, they're running out of players to, to move the ball. And the Ravens, when they played them in the playoffs, they were one of the only teams that kind of showed the rest of the league a recipe to shut down Derrick Henry. And when you have two two options, Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown on offense to move the ball, I, I just I kind of feel like with his workload, he's going to start slowing down at some point. And this is also PPR. So Derrick Henry, he's got a good defense, so they're going to be probably winning games. Um, he's going to have to get more catches this year. But if they get Julio Jones, this this is an easy seventh for me on Derrick Henry because he's going to be a little less involved in the offense. But I, I mean, I still like Derrick Henry. He, he's seven for me. I mean, if you're if you're drafting Derrick Henry and you know ahead of time he's going to finish RB seven, I mean, you're you're pretty excited about that because all these RBs are going to be missing games and running backs don't play sixteen games. And there's going to be guys in this list that are going to be injured. So that's what kind of sucks about making these lists is, you know, 
it's kind of got to be an, a live list. I mean, a couple of these guys could be out for the year by week three, and then different guys slide in. But but wait, wait. You said that if Julio Jones signs in Tennessee, Derrick Henry is worth less? On a In a PPR standpoint, yes. In a standard uh, league where it's just about yards and touchdowns, no. But if you are telling me that Julio Jones is not with Tennessee, I'm telling you that Derrick Henry is going to finish with more catches than he would if Julio was not on the team. Well, I get but that. I like Derrick Henry. No, I get that. You hate Derrick Henry. I understand that. <laughs> this is the one where you guys get to call me a hypocrite because despite having no offensive weapons other than Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown, I say Derrick Henry outperforms uh, – even what he did last year, potentially. Listen, I watched him grab a hold of Josh Norman's face and shove it into the ground. I just watched it like a half hour ago. I mean, this man is absolutely gigantic. He's faster than everybody on the field. Who did he chase down? Um, no, that was DK. I was thinking of a DK Metcalf. Yeah, yeah chase down. Derrick Henry is still a man among boys. I mean, this it's guy unfair. This guy is special. He's faster than everybody else, and that's what it comes down to. Bigger than everyone else? faster than everyone else. Derrick Henry is that kid that we see in our heads when we think of that video that we saw on Twitter or YouTube or whatever social media platform we use of that third grader that's like 50 pounds heavier than everybody else. I mean, that's who Derrick Henry is. I can't can't take it from him. I've denied it for three or four years, and this will finally be the year that I accept it, and I bet it bites me in the ass right now, but I'm taking Derrick Henry super high. He's our fifth consensus. Aaron Jones is our seventh, tied with Ezekiel Elliott. They were both seven on the dot. So, you two break the tie. Come on, somebody break this tie. Let's see, Corey, who do you have higher? Aaron Jones. You have, you have Zeke. Zeke at seven and Aaron Jones at ten. I have Zeke at five and Aaron Jones at six. So, uh, why, do you, why do you hate Aaron Jones? I just hate him. I don't really have any other reason. I I just, I don't know. I, I have Zeke at nine to defend Corey here. And my reasoning is because Zeke's efficiency has gone down every year for the past four years. He's less efficient as a runner. Zeke's got some miles on him. But and Mike McCarthy. I, I mean, I think Daniel, you and I think you and I talked about this like in the foundations of our friendships. We talked about how Mike McCarthy just screws up running backs. I think that was like one of our first like we talked about Jerry Judy when he was in college and how Mike McCarthy Mike McCarthy fucks up running backs. I think that's what we talked about. Right? Yeah. Well, it was because of Aaron Jones and because his usage was still just God, it was so annoying. And he leaves and goes to Dallas, and I said he's going to do the same thing in Dallas. Yeah, he but will. He had a pretty decent snap percentage. I mean, Tony Pollard is is pretty solid, and Zeke still played a lot. Um, I, I Dak is back, so Ezekiel Elliott, I feel like, is going to be a part of this great offense. I mean, look at Zeke's stats when Dak was healthy. I mean, he was going to finish top five. So Zeke is going to have a strong year if he could stay healthy. I mean, he. He can catch the ball. He can do everything. Zeke is a prototypical bell cow running back. Um, I, I like Zeke a lot. He's just kind of one of those names that we've heard four and five years in a row. And then for running backs, we kind of get that thought in the back of our heads of, okay, this guy's going to, you know, going to be out of the league soon. He's getting older, but Zeke's not that old. 
I think Zeke and Aaron Jones are like less than 26. I want to say, like, I think, they, I think they're both 25. So, um, you know, you guys can look that up and correct me because I don't have it in front of me. But um, Zeke, their their defense just got a little better in Dallas. They drafted Micah Parsons in the first round. They're keeping Leighton Vander Esch, according to um, most recent you know news. So I think Zeke's going to have a great year, actually, with with adding Speedy Lamb. They get Blake Jarwin back. They add Dak back, and they have Amari Cooper. I mean, this offense is going to be great. Michael Gallup. Um, Aaron Jones, on the other hand, he's kind of a wild card. What if Aaron Rodgers leaves? Aaron Jones flies off this list. He's not anywhere close to our top ten. Do you guys both agree? I agree that we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers for the next four or five days. That's fine. I know it's a variable when we're talking about Aaron Jones, though. All right. Let let me hit you with this. Let me hit you with this. Because Aaron Jones, we're talking about the usage of Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, he was out two games. He was hurt two games. And he played 60% of snaps, which is pretty low compared to the guys we've mentioned so far. Because I think um, Jamal Williams was actually a pretty solid running back. I hated when he was in as an Aaron Jones owner in one league. But um, Aaron, it, Jamal Williams is gone. And Aaron Jones played 60% of snaps. And guess what? He was the running back five okay Aaron Jones is a great player I mean you could you could say that if you want but Aaron Rodgers we're talking about these teams that have one and two targets this is another team yeah I no mean, I agree other I than Devontae Adams I get your point other than Devontae Adams who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw to other than Aaron Jones I mean there's literally no one on the list because he he hates Marcus Valdez scaling he drops every other ball uh, Alan Lazard can't it's stay healthy. He's probably going to do great, but I fucking hate him. So <laughs> that's fine. So are we torn? We're never going to solve this Aaron Jones Zeke Elliott debate. Is that what you're telling me? We'll let the yes. numbers and the season solve it for us. Then what is this? Um, five, six, seven, eight. Number eight, Jonathan Taylor. Is that correct? Yes, Jonathan yeah, Taylor. Number Taylor. eight, Indianapolis Colt. Let's go, Ooh. Corey. Let's. I'll let you have the honor, Corey. Go ahead. Listen, Jonathan Taylor is a little version of Saquon Barkley, and we saw what he's capable of. The only thing that scares, I think, me and everybody else in here is, listen, Frank Reich's a creative guy. Sometimes he pulls Jonathan Taylor out of the script, and maybe that was just a last-year thing because he was a rookie and he was still learning, but I don't think it's out of the question for this year. I mean, when a team is, you know, Let's say he goes for 200 week one. Well, week two, that team's going to be strictly planning for Jonathan Taylor. So he may just pull him out of the game plan and run it with Naeem Hines. So there's always a chance that that could happen in a, you know, in a backfield like the Colts that is so deep and so strong. It could be the best in the NFL. Um, But it it is a scary thing. But if if he does get the production of an RB1 like you should, uh, I think he could easily be top five on this list. so yeah, I think the I have him at six. I think that's kind of the line of elite running backs, and then you get into you know the tier twos and threes. So that's exactly what scares me about Jonathan Taylor. I I owned him in a fantasy league, and it was I was setting flames to my eyeballs watching Naeem Hines on third and ones rush it up the middle. I could not stand to watch the Colts backfield last year. Jonathan Taylor. Day one was the best running back in that room over Marlon Mack before he got hurt. Yeah. And it was just putrid to watch. I mean, he played 50% of snaps last year and finished as the RB6. That is talent. But 
as we know, what we see and what the NFL sees is totally different. But, I mean, listen to these games. And this is when Jonathan Taylor was, was killing it. And, by the way, we mentioned earlier, when you have a good defense and you're closing out games, put in your runner who's going to close out the game for you. These are games that they're winning, and he's getting 11 carries, 6 carries, 7 carries. This is all game. I, you are never going to be able to convince me that Naeem Hines is a better running back than Jonathan Taylor. But it was just crazy how they put Jonathan Taylor in. We're talking about you know Aaron Jones and Mike McCarthy here. Here it is. You would see Jonathan Taylor rip off a 30-yard run and not come in for a quarter. I, I, I'm scared to death of Jonathan Taylor being this high. That's why I have him at 10. It's because he barely played. He's only getting in the in the 30s on targets. You know, they, they say, you know, the beat writers are saying, oh, the Colts want to get him more involved in the passing game. Well, no duh, because he is by far the best running back in the room. He's a better running back than Naeem Hines, Marlon Mack, and Jordan Wilkins all put together. But they just don't play him. You said he's a mini Derrick Henry. Play him like it. Frank Reich needs to open his eyes and just put him out there. At the end of the season, when he was getting 16, 20, 18, 30 carries, my God, he had two touchdowns one game, one touchdown the next game, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. He had seven touchdowns in four weeks when they actually gave him the ball. That is what they need to do. If they do that, easily top five in, in, in the league as far as PPR running backs. But if they do what they did last year because they're quote-unquote winning games, he Fantasy-wise, he's going to struggle. But yeah, being a Jonathan Taylor on the last year, if you if you own him in fantasy, it really pissed you off. Huh. Yeah, Nick Chubb. Uh, Nick Chubb is number nine, which honestly is kind of a disappointment. I think he's a better talent than that, and I think we'd all have him higher if Cream Hunt wasn't there. Uh, let's see. I've, sure. got at, I've got him at ten. Corey's got him at eight. So Corey, you got him highest to eight, and Daniel at nine. I think we're all. I think we all have the same feelings about him. Elite talent, incredible offense. All the things yeah. that I've, all the things that I've complained about with these other running backs with limited wide receiver options and no. The the reason that I say that is because clearly, obviously, I hope like if the pressure is on the wide receivers, then it's not on the running back. Like you can only put so many people in so many places at once. And um, Nick Chubb's in a position where he's a great talent with. Not a lot of, I mean, he's not going to have a tremendous amount of pressure against him coming down the line because of Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and the, this huge stable of tight ends they have. The problem is Kareem Hunt. He is going to leech into that. And so I couldn't rank him any higher. Don't be surprised if Nick Chubb's top five, but I can't pay a top five running back pick for him. That's what I'm trying to say. Yep, I agree. Yeah, out of all my rankings, this is the one I hate the most. I'll be honest, I absolutely love Nick Chubb. He missed, I mean, he got hurt early in a game, so if you count that as, as a miss, you could technically do that, but he missed five games and still finished as an RB1. He finished as RB11, and he missed five games, and they have a super strong defense, and, you know, when they're running out the clock, he's the one that's in. So, you know, over, over Kareem Hunt, when they have a game to close out and they need some crucial yards at the end and the defense knows he's getting the ball, they just hand Chubb. Out of all these guys on this list, the most Saquon Barkley-esque player to me is Nick Chubb. He is just one of the best runners in the league, and that won't nothing will change my mind on that. Never doubt the Chubb. We're going to round it out. <laughs> Never doubt the Chubb. Never <laughs> doubt the Chubb. You heard it here first, folks. 
Austin Eckler is our 10th running back. He was my 12th. But go ahead, guys. I'm out on Austin Eckler. But. I don't know. It's, I mean, I put him above Aaron Jones, like, because I, I mean, I guess I like him more than Aaron Jones, but it's probably better that he has Herbert now. I think Herbert will get him the ball. He should get some PPR points. I think he's the best back in that backfield. He should be productive. I like him. Far and away, he's the best back in the backfield. Justin Jefferson, correct? Justin Jefferson? Nope. What's his name? Jackson. Jackson. Jesus, Justin Jackson. Jackson. Yep. Okay, Mm -hmm. edit that. Far and away, he's the best running back in the backfield. Justin Jackson had an opportunity and proved very, very quickly that he is not it. Um, It it is a one-man show there. Yes, Herbert helps. I don't don't know what it is in my mind about Austin Eckler that holds me back, but... Yeah, what? I mean, what is it? You like you like Herbert. I like Herbert. The he was a backup before he was the starter. I think like, that's the rea- I think that's my hang up. I think that's my hang up is that he was the backup that got promoted and I never believed in him. I think Melvin Gordon was a better running back and I never maybe I never gave Eckler the credit that he needed. Let's have some counseling here. Come on. Daniel. I think I think Okay, yeah, because I'm I'm a huge Eckler fan. I have him at eight. Well, help me out here because um, I need some help. I'm, I'm not trying to <laughs> help me, please. <laughs> well, let me look something up because you mentioned you mentioned Melvin Gordon being a better better back. I'm going to look up some stats for you here. This is when Melvin Gordon um, was sitting out. Okay, do you remember this? Oh yeah, that was right after Le'Veon Bell set out. Melvin Gordon was number yes. two, by the way, in the holdout age. We're in the holdout age. We'll talk about that soon. Okay. So not only did Austin Eckler start the season off, I mean, amazing. He, I think from memory, wasn't it Melvin Gordon was out the first six weeks? I think that was right. Uh, Let me list these off for you. Guy, I, I think it was the, the first six weeks and then Melvin Gordon was back. Let me list these. 39, 22, 15, 29, 21. Okay. When Austin Eckler had the backfield, he was amazing. He had three, four, five, six touchdowns in five weeks. I mean, when it was just him, when it was the one man show, he did great. I think he finished as like a top five or six running back PPR um, that year. So it was the year before last when Melvin Gordon was still a charger. And look at what they did with the offensive line. I mean, they, they had home run offensive line additions. It's not just signing random guys. I mean, they, they had good quality guys. They, they signed one of the best centers in the league. Uh, they, they've completely revamped their line. Justin Herbert is a great quarterback to have. You're talking about Justin Jackson being in the backfield. I mean, the only guy they added in the draft was Larry Roundtree in like the sixth round. I mean, they, they have fully committed to Austin Eckler. And I think, you know, as far as a PPR guy, he's always been that kind of guy. Even when he was a backup, when Melvin Gordon was playing, Austin Eckler still had great PPR value. Was so Eckler, I, I love Austin Eckler. Eckler played 10 games last year. Was he hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. He, it, yeah. It, he should, he probably should not have played like when he came back. He came back early because when he, let's see. 
finished with double digits just about in week one, 18-31. And then I think he had like a really bad, I think he had a slight tear in his hamstring, to be honest. So then he was one, two, three, four, five, six. He was out seven weeks and still almost finished as an RB2. I mean, that's, no. you're missing the majority of the season. RB35 last year. I, I am just cautious. I, I'm, clearly, I put him in my top 10. Clearly, I have no disrespect for Eckler. The, sure. There, you know, I don't, I don't want to seem apathetic. I said I'm not interested and I'm out. And I, whatever, whatever it was I said, I don't mean that because I ranked him as my 10th best running back. Uh, but there is something about it that leaves something to be z- desired. And if I'm a fantasy owner, I hope I have one of these earlier running backs so I don't have to worry about Eckler. That's what I'm trying to say. I'd, I prefer him as my RB2, not my RB1. That's, that's where I'm at with Eckler. Anyway, uh, we just talked about Nick Chubb and Jonathan Taylor. They were both eight and nine. And I think they were both ranked so low because. Usage. Because of usage and the other guy there that's being used with them. Like there are other situations where the second guy is really not that great. In this situation, Kareem Hunt is great. Naeem Hines has proven to be really, really good. What are the best what are the, what's the best backfield? I want to know what the what's the best backfield in the NFL? Tell me how much you like Chubb, Daniel. Tell me. <laughs> oh, I love the Chubb. <laughs> well, as I as I mentioned, the Chubb finished as RB eleven and he missed five games. Kareem Hunt finished as RB ten. So we're talking about PPR. When Chubb went out, Kareem Hunt was was pretty good. He was pretty solid. And you know, I'm talking about the Browns that have a good defense. I mean, this this Browns team, this rushing attack is going to be is going to be lethal this year, especially come playoffs when no one knows what they're going to do. Oh, and when they played them both on the same play, oh, that was that was awesome when they had when they had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in on the same play. You could just see the linebackers scrambling around, looking at each other, like, "All right, what do we do here?" <laughs> so i I love the I think the Browns have the best backfield in in the NFL. When you have two RB ones that are absolute superstar caliber quality in the same backfield. I, I, there's, there's no debating to be, to be honest, in my opinion. I, I, I completely disagree. I mean, I think it, you know, you start at the top, Jonathan Taylor's a better running back than Nick Chubb right, right off the bat. Um, Yikes. Yeah. I mean, I don't see a debate there. And then you talk about Naeem Hines. <laughs> Naeem Hines finished top 15 last year. And let's be real. If Naeem Hines was the only back in that offense, he'd probably be a top 10 fantasy guy too. Arguably, you know, he's arguably Alvin Kamara. And then on top of that, oh my Marlon God. Mack. Marlon Mack as the primary back is a top 15 back in the league. And you've got all three of them there. Yeah, he's been out with an Achilles, but guess what? He got injured week one last year, and he's going to be back for week one this year with the bionic Achilles, and he's going to be even better. Let me put you through a hypothetical, Daniel. Okay, let's say Let's say Nick Chubb gets hurt and Jonathan Taylor gets hurt. Who's got the better backfield? The Browns. Yeah, right, dude. Are you kidding me? Look at what Kareem Hunt did in Kansas City is the only guy. He so you're going to take Kareem Hunt? Fire. You're going to take Kareem Over Hunt? Over Naeem Hines? Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson over Naeem Hines and Marlon Mack. Sure. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You only said one true statement. 
And all of that that you just said, and that is Marlon Mack alone in that backfield without anybody else is a top 15 back. I agree with that. But I don't agree that Naeem Hines is anywhere close to Alvin Kamara. And nor do I think he's that good really at all. He's a good third down back. That's what he is. That's what he got drafted for. That's why he's on the team. He can catch the ball. He's got, you know, what they call electricity. But he's he's taking snaps. Okay. When you're talking about how good Naeem Hines is, who's a better running back, Jonathan Taylor or Naeem Hines? I, I was just All about right. to ask you this. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You're comparing the Browns and the Colts. So, Daniel, I'm going to ask you, who's the better running back, Jonathan Taylor or Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb. What? He's delusional. He's fucking delusional, Tony. <laughs> nope. Absolutely not. Okay, okay. Who's if, the... if Nick Chubb wasn't in the same draft class as Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb also set records for the combine. That I don't care what he broke. did in the combine, Daniel. Jonathan well, Taylor's what do you better care than about? Nick Chubb. Jonathan well, Taylor's better than Frank Nick Chubb. Reich, honestly, Frank Reich disagrees. He played 50% of the snaps. If he's better than Nick Chubb, he should be getting CMC numbers. Frank Reich's trying to win football games, not put up fantasy points. Jesus, I right, did not so that's mean how to start you win is you put your. It's, that's how you win is you put the, the Naeem Hines in over Jonathan Taylor. Now, hold on. Oh, you you want to go there. Jesus. What you were supposed to say, That's Daniel. what he did all year. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. That's what he did. Daniel. You were supposed to say that Jonathan Taylor's a better running back than Nick Chubb, because that's the truth. Then you were supposed to say that Kareem Hunt is that a better... That is not the truth. Then you were going to say that Kareem Hunt is a better running back than uh, Naeem Hines, which I would convince Corey to agree with also. And then, I'm okay Corey, with do you that. agree with that? Do you agree with that? But you're not going to tell me that Dearness Johnson's a better running back than Marlon Mack. I agree. You can't do it. I agree with that. So but I'm going to tell you the third running guy. back doesn't matter. It yep. does when the first one goes down. Then it's Jordan Wilkins. So this year's stat. Oh, yeah, we didn't even get there. Wilkins is better than <laughs> the three guy on stop. the Browns. Stop, stop, stop. That, that, that's fine, too. It's going to um, be a so, – I, I think it's a debate that we're going to have to watch unfold. I think it's kind of fun, actually, that we talked about this, and then the next thing you know, like people – other people started – like. It's, it's unfair because we wanted to talk about this and other people with bigger voices than us beat us to it. So kind of not fair, but we're going to be right there with them. I'm going to throw in the Dallas Cowboys as an honorable mention. We talked about Zeke. We talked about Pollard. We've talked about Mike McCarthy. I think that Mike McCarthy might be a, a thorn in the side of fantasy owners, but I think he's going to do good things for the running game in Dallas. And I think that he's got the right weapons to do it. Arguably, I think he's got the best two running backs that he's had at his control ever throughout his coaching career. And I think he figured it out last year. I think they started giving Tony Pollard more more attempts, more catches. They got him more involved, and I think it did good things. With Dak back, watch out, dude. That could be a two-headed monster that people aren't really talking about. But I think Dallas needs to be in. We didn't even talk about this until today. But right now, Dallas, I think, should be involved in one of the best two running, one of the best three running back rooms in the league. I think, I think someone that's kind of a dark horse is the backers. I think AJ Dillon is a pretty solid backup as well. And I, I think if Aaron Jones goes down, uh, you know, we, we saw AJ Dillon kind of finish the regular season there. I think, um, I think we could see AJ Dillon kind of emerge as one of the better backups in the league too. But you but, would, Sean um, Oliver. <laughs> oh, I would. No. So we have 
Uh, overall season stats, the Browns outrushed, and this is with Chubb missing five games, the Browns outrushed the Colts by 400 yards. Okay. I mean, okay. I, 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 they they have the same record. I don't right. Know. So why would they outrush him by 400 yards? I don't know. Because they prefer to win the games running the ball a little bit more? I don't Baker versus Phillip Rivers. Who do you think is better? Jesus. Uh, Baker. Baker. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three, three.